You are listening to the Boss Experience Podcast, a podcast with conversations about business growth, self-development, and maintaining a mindset to achieve business success. My name is Michelle Davis, and I am a business strategist and coach, and I'm your host. Let's get started. Previously on the Boss Experience. Well, thank you so much, Cecily, for joining me on the Boss Experience Podcast. Girl, this I'm is so Cecily excited. Walker. Thank yeah. you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So Cecily Walker is an entrepreneur. She's a podcaster. She's an educator. Did I miss anything? I don't think so, girl. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay. So I, I think what excites me so much about talking to you is because you're not one of those entrepreneurs that just kind of fill out the sky, you know, all these ones hopping around on all the reels and stuff like, Mm -hmm. and you don't know what their background is. And they just kind of popped up on Instagram and now they're an expert, you know, at running a business. You actually have been running a business. You want to talk about that, like your entrepreneurship journey, because you actually started not online, but brick and mortar. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode and you know you're ready to take that next step to finally become a professional service provider on your own terms, I want you to consider working with me. When you work with me, I help you start your business the right way from the beginning so you can generate the revenue you desire doing what you love. So head over to ceoblueprintacademy.com. That's ceoblueprintacademy.com to check out the ways you can work with me to get set up for business success right from the start. That's ceoblueprintacademy.com. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, so uh, Michelle, my family is an entrepreneurial family. Like, you know, before that coin or whatever became like really a big thing, my parents always worked a full-time job and they had several hustles on the side. Like my mom has real estate. My dad is a farmer and his main occupation was a truck driver, but he also farmed peanuts and he has cows. So, you know, we've always had multiple things going on. So it was kind of always where I grew up knowing that I wanted to do something else, but I just did not know what. I didn't understand that you could just be an entrepreneur and not really have to work a nine to five. So it took me a while to figure that out. I mean, when, you, when you're when you an entrepreneur, you work longer than nine to five, but I never realized that I could actually do something on my own and be able to survive with that. Fast forward to 2000, maybe 13 or 14, we opened our funeral home, which of course has to be a brick and mortar because people have to come somewhere for funeral services um, Mm -hmm. in our hometown of Grapeland, Texas, which is where I'm from. This really, Michelle, was my dad's dream. He always wanted to be an undertaker. And even as a truck driver, his handle was, I'm the undertaker, the last person to let you down. So he was going, getting close to retirement. And we just, all of a sudden, I had friends that were in the funeral industry and we were like, why don't we do this? We don't have a funeral home in our town. So we felt like it was a great opportunity and a great time to provide this service to our community, which is why we opened Walker and Walker Funerals and Cremation. And I'm a co-owner with my sister. Wow, that is awesome. Awesome. So what kind of made you kind of pivot a bit and kind of get into the online world? Um, Online world, meaning what, like 
with your podcast. Yeah. I lived in New York for several years. I did commercials, you know, some TV things. And I've always liked the online. I've always liked media and my, my bachelor's degree is in public speaking. So I've always been very interested in online and just media and just like, you know, seeing myself on TV. So that's something that I've always been interested in. And being here in Palm Springs, it's not that much to do as far as employment. I do work still kind of dabble in substitute teaching and teaching at one of the local colleges, but I've always wanted to kind of do my own thing. And online brings you that presence. And it also allows you to be in several places and not have, you know, a home base office, which is really appealing to me because we travel, I'm back and forth between here and Texas a lot. So that is just what really made something uh, be, to be online, to be very um, appealing and something that I wanted to do. And also, um, I just want to do a podcast. It's like, why not? If I can do it, why? if you can do it, I can too. So I wanted to do a podcast to share with people, um, especially women, that just because you turn a certain age, you know, we talked about you turning 50, life is not over. A lot of times people feel like, oh, when I get this age, I'm not going to be able to live out and fulfill my dreams. And basically my podcast, which is too old, nah, you're never too old, is basically to show people that you know, you're never too old to do things that you want to do in life and to accomplish because in the funeral industry, you know, once you get in that casket or once your life is over there, you know, there's no turning back. So it's just basically living in the moment and getting those things accomplished before it's too late or before you feel like, you know, your life is over. Running your own funeral home, which is kind of like a <laughs> non-traditional, you know, Kind of job as I view it. Anyway, you, you know, I, I would imagine you've taken away quite a few skills to help you be successful. So, what are some skills you believe you've taken from being an entre- entrepreneur and having a successful offline business that you've been able to bring online and launch your podcast and mentor women with? Um, I think that in my industry, the funeral industry, let's just speak about that. I think that the main qualities that you have in the funeral industry are going to be patience. You have to be patient because those families are coming to you. You know, this is the worst day of their life and the worst experience that they've ever had to go through. So patience is very, um, is very, very important. Likeability and trust factor is very important. You know, people have to trust you. They have to like you in order to want the services that you provide for their loved one. Even though the funeral industry is, you know, seen as a doom and gloom type industry, but, you know, you still have to have some type of excitement or something in the services that you're providing. With us in our funeral home, we try to provide services that are unique to the person and to the family because a funeral is like any other major event in your life. You always remember you know, your 50th birthday or your wedding. And people also always remember a funeral. So we try to bring excitement and personal, a personal touch to that. I also think that you have to be knowledgeable. You know, you're guiding some families that have not had to funeralize someone in many years. So you have to be knowledgeable about what you're doing and walk them through every step so that they know what actions and what's going to be done. And I think my last thing is just um, an interest in what you're doing. 
you know, you can't do um, a job or uh, start a business without being interested. It's not always about the money. It's also about, you know, your interest in it. If you're not interested in doing it, then why do it? Because you're going to put all these hours into this project and then you don't have any interest. And people can tell that when they walk through your doors or when they talk to you on the phone. So I think those are my five qualities. And of course, those qualities can be used across the board, too, because, you know, likability, excitement, organized is also a big one. Interest in what you're doing and also knowledge, being knowledgeable. Absolutely. Now, what's brought you to this point is kind of having mentorship for you to even kind of learn, you know, all of those different qualities along the way. And who do you credit for, or how many people do you credit for being your mentor? I think that I credit, so we know right now we're in knowledge and information overload, right? Everybody is offering a class. They're offering, you know, these sessions to help you learn how to do something. So we started our business nine years ago. So I don't think that it was such a big deal about classes. And I'm, I don't even know if anyone has a class on how to open a funeral home online, <laughs> but they might now. But the person that my go-to person for mentorship, so his name is Mr. Benjamin Horn. He is from a neighboring town about 50 miles from us. And he was just like my go-to person. He's worked in the funeral industry for over 20 years. He has owned funeral homes. He still works in a funeral home. And he just basically showed us the ropes. I mean, you know, it's really hard sometimes to find mentorship for someone that believes in you enough to spend time with you talking on the phone for hours. But he basically did that for us. Attention solopreneurs and freelancers. By now, you may be feeling the pinch of inflation in your business. The reality is the more people spend on life's necessities like food, gas, and rent, the less they have to spend on your goods and services. But I have a solution for you. If you earn $3,000 a month in revenue and you've been in business at least three months or more, you may be eligible for business funding. And the best part is There's no hard credit increase. You get transparent terms and no collateral is required. So if you need funding to get through a tight spot, invest in marketing, or just cover an unexpected business expense, all you have to do is visit marketinggymllc.com and click the self-employed funding tab to get started. Now, back to the episode. He took us from you know, the steps of calling state to get your license. I mean, he took us through A to Z. Like he could probably have a great course right now online if that's (laughs) something that he wanted to do because he was just that detailed. And like, you know, I would not make a move until I asked him or ran it by him first. So, I mean, he was my mentor and I would advise anyone doing anything mentorship or gaining the knowledge is first, right? So you go on the internet, find somebody that you like, and you feel like uh, I can teach you, but still there's nothing like face-to-face mentorship, being able to go out. You can get all the education you want to online, but until you're actually doing it, it's two completely different things. And so he allowed us to be there in the trenches with him at the funeral home that he was working at until we actually learned how to do it correctly. 
And I think the big piece that people kind of miss, they think mentorship is something they can just kind of skip over, that they're going to do it on their own, whether it's an online business or an offline business. And I think mentorship is a big piece and and a big key to people being successful. I mean, it is because, I mean, you want to learn from people that are doing it. I mean, and I'm not knocking people that have these classes online, which are great because you know, everyone now wants to be mentored in some facet or in something that they're interested in doing, even if they don't do it, they just want to know, have the knowledge. But, you know, you have to have somebody or see someone else doing it. It's like you model yourself. You know, we ch- we tweaked a couple things with, uh, you know, the information that he gave us to make it our own business, but still to have that model to see how it's done. You know, that's just something that's unparalleled. You know, I cannot I don't think it's anything that I could have gotten just by watching some, um, you know, watching some tutorials online, because a lot of times when you do um, things, when you buy these um, processes online, you know, they leave out certain steps. So with him, we were able to see everything from, you know, how to answer a death call. You know, what's the next process? You know, he just took us, walked us through everything and we actually got to see him do it. And not only that, he also introduced us to so many people in the industry that have also, you know, helped us be more successful in what we do. And and I don't without giving me any numbers or anything, did he do this free or did you kind of compensate him? Well, you know, exactly. We um that's a good question. You know, we we did little things, but we probably didn't compensate him enough for what he gave us you know he gave us the blueprints to run a successful business so um he didn't charge it was a friend girl I'm from a small town you know it's just like (laughs) come on over here and do this and come on and help us with that so you know it wasn't like um we had to sign a contract of what you know he uh, uh, expected to be paid it was just more like a friend friend to friend mentorship Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So now you have taken your mentorship experience and you've kind of evolved into mm-hmm. a mentor through your yeah. podcast because mm-hmm. a lot of women think just because they get to be a certain age that life is over, dreams are over, somehow everything that they, all the aspirations they had ha, are somehow yeah. expiring. So Tell me a little bit about or tell the audience about, you know, your evolution to, you know, from owning the funeral home and what you're still doing. But yeah. now you're evolving that into online mentorship. Yeah, well, girl, life just passes by so quick. And I think working in the funeral industry, you just see the fra- fragility of life and experiences because, you know, you could be here today, gone today. So I think that. um working in the industry has inspired me also to do the podcast because um, once I turned 40, it was kind of like, it wasn't downhill. I was excited about turning 40, but it was almost like, what's next? Okay. What do I do? You have these people in your ear telling you, Ooh, you getting old or you're old. (laughs) And then when you talk to older people, they're like, Ooh, you have so much life ahead of you. So it's kind of like in the middle of that, like now, what do I do? Okay, I've always, you know, I've had the funeral home for a while now. And then it was like other things that I was interested in doing, but I just did never felt comfortable or confident enough, 
at my age to feel like I could still accomplish these things. So I started doing a bunch of research, just kind of seeing like different people that are in their 40s or going into their 50s that are still like really being successful, starting new businesses, um, you know, working hard at things that they still want to accomplish, whether it's your health. You know, you got tons of people on Instagram that are like 50 plus and their body looks better, like far better than like a 30 year old. You know, so it was just kind of like feeling figuring out what am I going to do with this next part of my life? And I think that that made me want to just mentorship and inspire women who are middle-aged, which I still hate that word, but you know, we are middle-aged, right? Hoping that you can make it to 50, I mean, to 90 or 80. So, you know, it's just kind of like, what can we do? And then we have all this experience bottled up inside of us. You know, sometimes it's, employers don't even want to hire people if they're in their 40s because they feel like they're not going to be trainable or, you know, they're just too old for the workforce and the fast pace of the workforce now. But, you know, to the contrary, it's just that we have so much more to offer. We have so much to give if they just will listen to us. You know, that's the thing. It's like we're here. We want to help out. And we also are still, you know, reaching our goals and doing things that make us happy. And that's basically what I wanted to say with my uh, podcast. You know, you're never, ever too old to do what you want. It may be traveling the world, you know, something like that. You know, people feel like those things are not attainable, but they are. You just have to have the right mindset and the will. And, the, you know, the mind is one of those things that, you know, don't let people tell you you're this and you're that. You know the way you feel and you know what you're capable of doing. So that's basically why I wanted to mentorship and start the podcast. Absolutely. And so what is next for Cecily Walker? Michelle, (laughs) oh my goodness. I don't know. (laughs) Girl, I have a lot of things. I'm always like a busybody. So I have things coming down the pipeline, but it's like, am I going to really, you know, it's like, it's that fear factor still. (laughs) So the reason I did this podcast too, is to also help me with my fears and my like intrepidation. So, you know, it's still like, okay, I want to do this. I want to do that. How can I get it going? So this podcast is also helping me too. So it's like a two-way street. You know, I'm mentoring and talking to other women and hearing their stories, which also influences me to do more also in my, you know, in at 48. So I do have a couple things going on, Michelle. I just don't know if I'm ready to discuss them quite yet. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta, I have to always keep myself busy and going with different projects. Absolutely. So in case the audience would want to stay in touch and see what's happening next with Cecily Walker and and to connect with you to watch you know to watch your podcast, uh-huh. how do they or listen to your podcast rather? How do they get a hold of you both on your social media and also on uh, how do they find your your podcast? Well, I'm very social on Instagram, so everything is at. Cecily, C-E-S-S-I-L-Y Walker. So Instagram, Facebook, I'm not as active on Twitter, but, um, and the podcast will hopefully be out next week, but it's going to be across all platforms. It's going to be on Apple and Google and Stitch, all the, all the platforms for a podcast. And it's too old, nah. Okay, excellent. And I also have a website. My website is cecilywalker.com. Excellent, excellent. Oh, wait just a minute. Oh. Funeral services. If anybody is like in East Texas or close to Grapeland, Texas, which is East Texas, um, our website is Walker and A N D Walker F H dot com. 
So you can check us out there too. And you're even on Instagram, your funeral home. <laughs> yes, we're on Instagram. It's kind of <laughs> we try to keep it very inspirational and uplifting on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Cecily, for your time. Thanks so much. And that time flew by. It's already time for me to leave, Michelle. I want my whole 30 minutes, girl. Wait. <laughs> Is there something else you want to say? No, I'm joking. <laughs> this was really great. So thank you so much for having me. I'm glad that we made it happen. And um, just want everyone to know that your life is not over. Um, you know, you empty nesters, that's the best time to get it popping again. Think about those things that you want to create for yourself. You need to leave some type of footprint of who you are in this world. So please try not to get out of here before you're able to do those things for you. Absolutely. Life is short. Thanks. Here today, gone today. Just remember that. You can be here today, gone today. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Experience Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review for this episode and tune in next time.